0: It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every
1: day.
2: Touchdown,
3: Los Angeles. You are Locked On Rams, your daily Los Angeles Rams podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team F- Rams Nation, welcome back. This is Bear Motter from Rams Podcast, but this is Locked On Rams. This is the Friday edition. This is the pump you up. Let's go. Football in a few days. Locked on Rams edition. I got my main man, James Kroger, with me from Rams Podcast. James, welcome. Friday. We're a couple days away. How you feeling, big guy? Thank you, Bear. I'm relieved that the fires
4: are not affecting uh, my neighborhood anymore and uh, very excited to get to Sunday and watch the Rams take on the
3: Rams Nation, welcome back. It's Bear Motter of Rams Podcast but this is Locked On Rams. This is your daily edition of Rams news, updates, and information. And it is not Victory Monday today. But you know what? We're going to talk about it. We're going to break it down. I feel pretty good about this game. I got my main man, James Kroger, here with me. James, how you feeling, bud? You actually went to another football game today. You had uh, an uncle in town who's a big Redskins fan, and you bought a gift to go to the Chargers-Redskins game. So we're going back and forth. Uh, you got to kind of catch up on some highlights. You were doing a little bit of... ESPN.com, BearUpdate.com, <laughs> and uh, Stadium Talk. How you doing, bud? Tell me how your thoughts are about this game and how your day was.
4: Bear, I'm down. So, yeah, you're right. I had it for my uncle's 50th birthday. We went to the Redskins game. We talked about it at the very beginning of the season. But I cannot tell you how bummed out I was that I was going to be missing the biggest game of the year uh, in the Rams game. But you did a great job of keeping me up to, de- to date on everything. I was watching the game cast, but the service at the stadium was – Not that good, so we ran into one of those situations where you and I typically do, where I didn't know if uh, your texts were before what I was seeing on GameCast or not. Um, (laughs) So it was frustrating, and the Redskins got stomped by the Chargers. The Chargers had a dominant game. It was just cringeworthy hearing the Chargers fans go crazy. I actually thought that uh, the Redskins fans would have a way bigger turnout than they actually did. There was tons of Chargers fans there, and I know that typically – at their games, the away team kind of dominates the stadiums. So um, I was surprised by that. But, yeah, it was killing me, and I rushed home. Thank goodness I listened to Mr. J.B. Long during the fourth quarter, rushing home on the 405, took the 10-in, finally got back right before that fumble uh, that basically ruined the game for us towards the end there. So I got back just in time to have my heart broken. Um, So I'm recovering, Bear.
3: (laughs) Yeah, well, you're right. It was an up and down game. I mean, we had five lead changes, four in the second half alone. So as you're listening to that car ride home from the stadium and hearing J.B. Long tell you, the Rams are on top, the Rams are down, the Rams are on top, the Rams are down. It was an emotional roller coaster. We were down 14 at one point. It looked like it was going to get scary and get away from us. Uh, they continue to fight back. You know, I'll give them that. We had a couple milestones in this game. Gurley bounced over 1,000 yards on the ground for the season. Uh, Cooper Cup sent the rookie record for most receptions uh, for 55 and over. Uh, I know he he tagged on a bunch near the end. Uh, I think he ended up with five catches, 118. Uh, It was tough to watch, though, man. I know McVay, after the press conference, you got to hear him a little bit. He mm-hmm. took some of the blame, but 13 carries for Todd Gurley. I mean, he had an average of 7.4. We've got the ball with the lead in the fourth quarter. I want to see him go to the run a little bit more. I think a lot of people uh, that I was following on Twitter and, and after the game uh, wanted the same. Uh, McVeigh mentioned that in the press conference. Mm-hmm. I think we actually got a clip. Let's go to that clip really quick here about McVeigh post-press conference, his thoughts on this game.
2: Tough football game today, Uh, played against an excellent opponent. They made more plays than we did in the end. Uh, Congratulations to Coach Peterson and the Eagles. Uh, But it's a great learning opportunity for us. There was a handful of things that took place in that game that we will learn from. We'll learn from our mistakes, including me, starting with me. And uh, this week provides a great chance for us to respond quickly, uh, go play a great division opponent in the Seattle Seahawks, and try to see if we can find a way to gather ourselves together, learn from the mistakes, and move forward accordingly. And what this team's done uh, week in and week out is we've responded the right way. I trust our guys will do that. Uh, There's going to be some things that we certainly can't do if we're going to win football games uh, going into the last quarter of this season, finishing up with these three games. And it's a great challenge with the Seahawks. Sometimes
0: in sports life, you have to learn lessons the hard way. It seemed like you learned some hard lessons today right? with the penalties and the turnover by, by Jared. It just seems like it was one of those
2: times. Yeah, against a great team like that, you know, there's things that you can't do, and we cannot afford to beat ourselves. We've got to make sure that we always do a great job taking care of the football. I think when you look at that play right there, it was a great rush by Chris Long. Certainly uh, not a great play selection by me. i got to do a better job of putting our offense in better situations, be smart, have a little bit of situational awareness there, and, and, and that was a uh, mistake on my, my part, but when you look at it, we can't afford to allow them to extend drives by things that we can't control. I trust the football character of this team that uh, those lessons that we'll learn from this game will provide a great opportunity for us to move forward. Unfortunately, you do have to learn some lessons the hard way, myself included, most importantly starting with me, and uh, can't wait to watch the resolve of this team as we move forward into a great week for uh, Seattle.
4: The best part about that bear Sean McVeigh took complete ownership for that. You can tell that it was hitting him hard and he really wants to come back from this. Uh, you know, interesting I watched almost all of his press conferences and he you can tell that this really got him down, so
3: Yeah, he does take it hard. Um I don't blame him. You know, head coach of the football team, uh, that's you know, was sitting at nine and three, now nine and four. Uh, it was a tough game, man. We were right there at the end. The score, 43-35, to 35, really doesn't do it justice. They tried to throw the ball around near uh, the end there, and the Eagles returned it for a touchdown just to kind of rub things in. Um, I had a couple people, friends, that I was texting throughout the game. We've got a buddy who's a big Eagles fan, and he was kind of giving me crap throughout the game. And then got pretty scary when Wentz goes down. Uh, hopefully he'll be all right long-term, but early reports out of – um, you know, Philly's camp is that he probably tore an ACL or MCL, and uh, this could be a season-ending injury. It's unfortunate because you watch a team like that, and you don't want to, you know, these two guys are going to be continue to be compared together. And, you know, actually, I mean, if we won that game, I, lo- I bet a lot of people were going to say, oh, well, you beat the backup. Yeah. Uh, well, we did because their backup came in. Uh, it was Nick Foles. He went 6 for 10, 42 yards. He completed that big third-down conversion at the end of the game. Um, and seemed to do everything right. He took one sack, but he just didn't have the big mistake of the turnover. Uh, I was really hoping that, you know, we were going to be able to get to him a little bit more. Uh, it's funny, at one point I wrote down, uh, I saw a stat pop up on the screen that we had 19 hits on Carson Wentz on 36 dropbacks at the time. It didn't feel like we were getting that much pressure on him, but we continued to deliver hits even after the ball was getting. Um, out of his hands, which was frustrating because he went for 290 yards and four touchdowns before (laughs) exiting the game. He had that one interception opening uh, drive of the game, which was really exciting. We took points off of it. Uh, It looked like a great start for us. But um, that's a great football team over there. Uh, They seem to run the ball in balance. Uh, Ajaye had a good game. Uh, Clement had a good game. Uh, Blunt was used at times. They had a total of 32 rushes for 139 yards, another part where they just kind of wore us out there. But, um, you know, our Rams played tough, just couldn't get it done. A couple big penalties didn't go our way. One was the taunting penalty by Tremaine Johnson, which I don't know if you heard that on the radio when you were driving back or I'm curious to see if you heard anything about that with JB Long talking about it. No, I didn't
4: actually hear that play, Bear, but one thing about this defense, they basically played two games today worth of, of plays. They were in there so much, and Carson Wentz was looking so good against them because they they seemed to kind of get worn out.
3: Yeah, they did. At the end of the game, seemed to be a little bit worn out. Uh, you're right. You know, Philadelphia had uh, 51 passing attempts and 32 running attempts. That's a lot, a lot of plays. You look at our team total, um, we had 17 rushes and 26 passing attempts. Mm-hmm. Our offense, I mean, in a good way, in a positive side of this, is we moved the ball really fast. There was there was one drive, I think it was maybe when the drive that Carson Wentz got hurt on. It was a 15-play uh, drive that brought him all the way down and ended with a touchdown. And we came back and countered that with like a six-play touchdown drive. And it was just, oh, we just got these big chunks. Gurley was, you know, got a couple on the ground and then some through the air and then Uh, you know, ended up punching it in. We thought he scored on the corner pylon. They reviewed it, put it on the one, and Gurley did punch it in. But um, we just, we didn't have those long-standing drives, which, you know, I can't get completely mad at. Uh, But again, as McVeigh mentioned, he's got to do better setting them up for success on certain drives, especially near the end of the game when, when, you know, Gurley's been killing it seven, you know, yard per average carry. Yeah. I mean, that's unreal. So... Um, but the, the big penalties, I mean, the taunting penalty, Tremaine Johnson had a big 40 yard pass interference penalty earlier in the game uh. that led to points. And then this taunting penalty, it was a third down. They were coming to, you know, come on the field, most likely punt it. And as he's walking away, he says something McVay again, asked after the game, what, you know, were they described anything more on that play. And he said, I guess they were warned earlier to previous to that, you know, point. And the ref just had enough. And then, Um, You know, those two big plays end up, you know, putting points on the board. So the mental mistakes that hopefully they can take from this and and move forward and learn. But um, some things that are a little frustrating, but then there's those things that are really encouraging. So uh, emotional game, man. I just feel worn out. Yeah, totally worn out.
4: And speaking of mistakes, the play that basically cemented this game for Philadelphia when Havestine exited with the knee injury, the huge play from Chris Long uh, around the edge. We had Daryl Williams in there as the backup, but he got that strip sack on Goff. Um, do you think Goff maybe should have stepped up a bit in that play, or was he a little too trusting, and uh, would you blame that more on, on Williams, or do uh, you think Goff should have maybe adjusted and tried to, tried to escape there?
3: You know, I'm going to stick with Coach here. I'm almost going to blame Coach. You know, um, I would have liked to see a little bit more girly worked in there. And, um, you know, if you yeah. do have a backup, maybe, you you know, you get a chip block on the edge out there to help him out. Uh, but internally, there's a little bit where Goff's got to grow there because mm. as he's dropping, he feels, you could tell he feels the pressure from the right side because he steps up a little bit in the pocket. Um, and he's going to release the ball. He's just got to be quicker from that that mindset of understanding, you know, he sees the block coming around the right side and and most likely feeling that pressure. So he scoots up, but that's got to be a scoot and throw or take off and run the ball. But um, he's got to protect the ball there. That was a huge turnover for us. Um, You know, they came down, they had a long field goal, which was negated. Um, They ended up calling a penalty on the field goal saying that we, um, you know, leaped over the center or put, you know, whatever, whatever the term was, it was like putting pressure or, I can't remember what the term was, but it was it was BS, man. Yeah. (laughs) Um, You're watching the review, and for the for once, Joe Buck and Troy Aikman were actually on our side that whole game. They're just like, you know, Carson Wentz number one fan club and talking about how you know they're dominating this game, and he just seemed very heavy favorite on that side, right? I usually like, you know, I'm, I'm a okay supporter of those two guys. I know they get a lot of hate on the internet, Troy Aikman and Joe Buck. Not a lot of fans out there, but you know, near the end. Uh, when they started going, you know, that's a terrible call. Refs kind of blew a couple here. You start to realize yeah. that you're not just a homer and you're calling for penalties when they shouldn't be there, but um, that there was some ugliness at the end of the game. But can't blame it on that. Um, you know, we had plenty of plays. That fourth down, um, excuse me, that third down at the end of the game when we ended up punting with about two minutes left to go. I was a little uneasy about it, but I was just kind of trusting McVeigh. We had three timeouts. You kind of hope you can you know, have a backup quarterback and you can stop them, figuring that they're going to go run, run, pass exactly like they did. And we set up a third and long, and uh, you know they, just, they got the ball uh, in the hands of, I believe it was Aguilar, and uh, created that first down. It was tough to watch, and it was basically over from there.
1: The Suns rise in Orlando, but their playoff hopes set in the West. From our local experts to your ears, these are the biggest stories on the Locked On Podcast Network. <laughs> Beginning today, all of the Locked On NBA playoff teams will be previewing the playoffs with special crossover shows. Scout your team and your opponent on the Locked On Podcast Network. Local experts on the biggest stories, it's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This is Vinny Iyer, host of Locked On Fantasy
0: Football with your Locked On Fantasy Football Edge of the Day.
4: It was absolutely heartbreaking at the end. um, Speaking of that Havenstein injury when he left, that changed the game for us in a sense. Wanted to update you guys. As we mentioned earlier, I I did watch the presser after the game with McVay, and he was obviously asked about the injuries first thing. Kayvon Webster is out. Achilles, uh, it's not Mm. torn, but... um, I forgot the term he used, but he's he's definitely going to be out. Tremaine is under concussion protocol, so um, he's going to have to go through that this week. And then uh, there wasn't really an update on Havenstein's knee because uh, it's still too soon to decide, but it's not, it's not looking good. We had a real dent in our injury report this week.
3: Yeah, that hurts, man. Kayvon Webster has been playing really good ball recently, too, uh, and for him to go out. And I, I watched that play. I knew right away it wasn't good. He kind of mm-hmm. went down. Uh, without contact and just kind of – you always hear when people get – when they rupture their Achilles, like it feels like someone shot you in the heel. Like you yeah. just ah, – just kind of that quick that quick motion. And uh, that's what it looked like. It looked like someone shot him from behind in the ankle, and he just dropped, man. Um, so that was unfortunate. You never want to see your players going off on the sidelines. We mentioned this before we got on the pod. Um, it's, it was back and forth. This was a heated playoff battle. Ended up 43-35. Where, really was a lot closer than that. Um, came down to the very end of this game. A lot of big hits, a lot of injuries, a lot of big plays. Uh, this was exciting to watch. If this ends up being anything uh, rematched later in the year, it's going to be an exciting one. I'm just curious who's going to be out there quarterbacking. Um, but, man, Nick Foles looked pretty good. Uh, yeah. Jared Goff had his moments. Uh, he had two touchdowns, no interceptions. He took two sacks. Uh, it just it just didn't, didn't go his way today. Uh, his last possession in the fourth quarter... They started out with a run, which I wasn't too mad about because you know me. I'm all about getting girly the ball. Um, You know, we're down around three minutes. Some people are going, why are we running it now? And then second down, we almost got to delay a game as Goff was kind of coming to line. Uh, Again, a little too laxic days ago for me, man. I wanted to see a little more urgency from him, especially in this moment in the game. Like if we were going to punt, the, the clock was winding. So every second is valuable. When you're going to kick the ball off, expecting to, you know, call timeouts. Obviously, then I mean, it was second down, so I'm assuming he thinks he's going to pick some stuff up. What do you think of that call? With about two minutes left to go in the game, about two ten, uh, we punt it. Obviously, we're on our own thirty five ish. Uh, do you like the punt? Do you want to see him go for it? It's about well? fourth and ten. I thought about
4: that, but the thing was, we had the two minute warning, and they had all of their timeouts, I believe, at that point. So you got to kind of trust in this defense and go with your gut on that one. And um, I would have personally liked to see him go for it to be a little bit more aggressive there, but uh, I understand that, you know, he's trying to play it smart and avoid mistakes. It might be a good call. I wanted to talk to you real quick. You mentioned Goff and uh, having a bad day. Well, if anybody had a bad day, it was Carson Wentz with the now-known torn ACL. Just wanted to update you guys, uh, what I'm seeing on Twitter. Um, Seeing now that Goff was asked during the press conference about Wentz, Basically tearing his ACL, and he said, it's terrible. I feel really bad for him. I shot him a text hoping for the best. It's tough, especially a guy like Carson to be out. I hope that's not the case. I'm praying for the best. If there's anyone who can bounce back, it's him. So uh, nothing but support. You know, we talked about the Goff wins battle during this game, and um, uh, really kind comments from Goff coming after the game. Yeah, Goff had a bad day, but at least Goff gets to play next week against Seattle Yeah, I mean, yeah, talk
3: about – yeah, exactly. Talk about the bigger picture and scenes, you know, kind of the silver lining there is, you know, we lost Kayvon Webster, which is, you know, tough to see go. But uh, as you're watching the game continue, that's just the way this this beast is in the NFL. There's going to be injuries. You just got to minimize which guys are going out. Uh, Goff and uh, and Wentz, they did kind of a pregame uh, story about them and how they share the same agent. And they did a lot of training together during the mm-hmm. draft and how they're good buddies. And so that's good to hear from Goff kind of saying all the right things and, and showing support. I'm sure if you go on Twitter, there's going to be lots of support around the league for Carson Wentz because coming into this game, he was probably top candidate for MVP, um, leading the league in touchdowns and just you know continuing to add to it. Four more touchdowns a day before he went out. And another thing to add to that, which was just heartbreaking, was a lot of those touchdowns were coming on third down. I think they had two third down touchdowns. They had another big third down earlier in the game where uh, we were trying to make a big stop on D, and they ended up ripping off like a 40-yard. Uh, pass play. So uh, that was that was tough for us. This game was the third down conversion rate. Well, it's um, funny. It's, it's funny you been, say that it,
4: because Wentz is the number one rated quarterback in the whole NFL on third down. So uh, goes to, he basically proved it against the Rams.
3: The Eagles were eight for twenty on third down, which sounds crazy, but two of those being a touchdown, another being a big first down. Uh, Rams two for seven. Just looking at the uh, third down opportunities. I mean. We were two for seven, obviously that the, the big one near the end of the game where we got the ball stripped from us, um, You know that was a big one for us, and then not being able to convert in the fourth quarter. So mm-hmm. not a ton of opportunities for the Rams there, which kind of as you're looking at these stats, um, they had 29 first downs to our 17. Uh, time of possession was 39 minutes to Philly compared to the 20 minutes to the Rams, and then yardage. They had 455 yards to 307 yards. As close as this game was, if you were going to look at a stat sheet, it probably wouldn't look as close on there. They just seemed to have the ball more. They seemed to have bigger drives. Um, But the Rams stormed down the field and made plays happen when they wanted to. But um, another thing I saw, three out of the four touchdowns from Carson Wentz went to tight end. So a matchup battle that was really tough for us early in the game. You saw him just basically finding Alec Ogletree and just using that matchup. He was at the beginning of the game. They went right to him, which was a pass interference in the end zone, put it on the one-yard line. They converted from there. And then the second touchdown was just right over Alec Ogletree's shoulder. So they made that matchup, uh, one that they went after early. Rams make a little bit of adjustment at half, winning the third quarter uh, at the beginning and the end. We, We put up 14 to their seven. So, again, the third quarter is a great quarter for us. But we couldn't finish, man. We were up in the fourth with their backup quarterback in. And just couldn't get it done. It's rough. It's tough. It hurts. Yeah,
4: bear. Well, the one thing I do like about this is we're facing arguably one of the one of the best NFL teams right now, and we put up. We didn't get stomped on. We really could have won this game if a few things happened a little bit differently. And the fact that we're able to take on a team like this, and it almost seemed like a, a playoff game in, in a sense. Um, you know, the two teams that are leading the NFL in points per game at before this game, thirty point one each exceeding that in this game facing each other and you know they had a four point fourth quarter lead at home with Carson Wentz out and they still didn't win so it was just really a heartbreaker but it's so good to see from a turnaround team like this to know that they can face one of the best teams in the NFL and, and really give them a battle so.
3: Yeah these moral victories are tough to swallow and um, but you know what, what I like about it is I think the, we got the right group of guys that we can take these moral victories and turn them into learning lessons and, and gain value and experience from them so we'll see because we turned around and we had seattle who lost in jacksonville thankfully jacksonville coming through for us and and uh getting that win and we still got that one game lead but this game going up seattle basically is for the division so they don't have time to sit here and uh you know kind of give high fives and be like oh we played a really good team really really well no we gotta fix some of these things like these big penalties yeah. um you know that killed us and then third down you know stopping stopping the offense on third down and giving up those big plays you know we convert one or two of those third downs this game's completely different so mm-hmm. it is nice to be in these games but to become a good playoff team that can go deep and have a run and be a serious uh Super Bowl contender, you gotta win these games but right uh, I want to point out a couple other things that were exciting about the game um Rams put up two touchdowns in 93 seconds that turned this game around. Um, Mike Thomas with a block punt, countless picked it up and ran it in. It was one of the most beautiful punt block pickup return touchdowns. I mean, just as you could draw it up, basically. We missed one earlier in the game on a punt block that we probably should have had. Um, but we had something something uh, circled on tape there and, and took advantage of it. It was a really exciting moment from uh, basically being down in the game to all of a sudden taking the lead um going into the force so that was pretty fun and to mm-hmm. see uh mike thomas not getting that playing time on uh as a wide receiver but coming in in special teams and making a big play and you always hear that hey if you want to find a spot on a roster you better start to make some special teams play so good to see mike thomas who was suspended earlier in the, the year for four games come out and make a big play for us Right, so I have to say, Bear, during this whole episode,
4: you've really flipped the switch on us. You've dropping a lot of stats on us. I think you're you're kind of uh, taking over the nerd
3: role. I'm well, you know, I'm I,
4: knew,
3: <laughs> I knew you were going to be you know a little behind on some of the stat game because you were at a game today. So I had my notepad out and I was uh jotting stuff down throughout the game and trying to find different uh trends and things that were going on that were uh you know kind of bugging me and and the guys on the broadcast helped me out with some good stuff as well so uh it was it was a game full of stats full of interesting uh twists and turns so you can take these numbers and look at them a bunch of different ways um but at the end of the day they got a big w and and we're sitting here with an l
4: well, all these stats are dropping. I'm looking forward to breaking this down even further with you tomorrow on Rams Podcast. And looking forward to hearing how you're going to chat about this matchup against the Seahawks next week in Seattle uh, during the rest of the week on lockdown. So, yeah, we got Rams Podcast tomorrow. And we're going to really get into the nitty-gritty. And I'm going, to, I'm going to outstat you, man. I'm going to maybe challenge you tomorrow and see. You're, you're kind of bringing the heat right now, and uh, I'm, I'm feeling a little intimidated.
3: Well, James, that's how we got to elevate and get better, baby. I love it. It's, it's a stat off uh you know you got you got 24 hours my friend you're on the clock all right get your stuff together because you're right we've got double duties tomorrow we've got a lockdown uh we also have a rams podcast so i'm excited to get deeper into this and kind of break down some of these matchups talk about hopefully we'll get some player updates on some of these injuries and we can kind of talk over some of the good performances that we had today um you know in, in a losing effort but cooper cup again a great mm-hmm. game five catches over 100 yards in the touchdown his effort his big plays. I was really hoping at the end of the game, when we were had a chance for Goff's first game-winning drive, that Cooper Cup could kind of come back and make a big play for him. He didn't really get an opportunity to do that, uh, so it was a little bummer. But I'm expecting, you know, the, that young connection is going to make a big play to win a game here soon. Uh, we saw Sammy Watkins get back in the end zone. So things there's things to build off of here. Um, one thing we do need to kind of figure out is playing four quarters of defense. And, uh, you know, not giving up 43 points, so Stop that's fair. rough. You but mentioned
4: James- uh, Sa- Sammy Watkins and Cooper Cup. Uh, I have Sammy Watkins on my bench this week, and you and I are facing each other for the loser bracket and uh, in fantasy this week. Did you play Cooper Cup? I didn't even get a chance to check, but I left Sammy yeah. on my you, bench.
3: You know what? In that league, I have basically checked out, <laughs> clocked in early in the season and <laughs> clocked out a couple weeks ago, so... I don't know if Cooper's still in on that. I've probably taken on too many fantasy leagues. I think I tell myself every year, you know, just do one or two. And then <laughs> I some I find myself in like four. Now I'm doing these draft, um, the draft app, which, you know, thanks for joining. You uh, didn't see uh even though you, I think, put it down on the podcast that you were guaranteed in. So, awkward. I um, yeah. got a couple of those going, so I'll, I'll talk some trash with some of these guys that are doing it with me. Um but yeah, don't know if he got the if he got the run in there, but you know what? He had a hell of a game. And again we gotta reach out to those Seahawker guys. Obviously we got the um you know the matchup this week, so we'll figure out where that bet lays with you. You've got uh Cooper Cup versus who do you have? Do you have? Lock it. Oh, he had a big seventy yard touchdown catch today too, so Great. we'll see how that goes. Well, James, you mentioned it. we got plenty to get to. We've got the Seahawks matchup uh, coming up this week that we've got to turn around and focus and shift gears. We're going on the road. We're a pretty good team on the road, so I'm excited to see how this team can bounce back from this loss, go back up up to the Pacific Northwest, most likely a pretty cold environment up there and uh, loud, loud, loud stadium. So, uh, Jared Goff, another test coming up this week. Well, Rams Nation, you know what it is. Until next time. Peace.